Welcome to today's Lots of Matzah Pizza Podcast. Today's guest is Jeff Johnson, the Edina Wee AA coach and PWA coach for the last 21 years in Edina. Prior to that, he coached some high school hockey and played his high school hockey in Edina, winning a state championship and some college hockey at uh, Miami of Ohio and the University of Minnesota. We'll hear about his career, both as a player and coach, and his thoughts on today's game and, and where the game is headed. Hope you enjoy today's show. <laughs> Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire well, good afternoon, Mr. Johnson. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks, Tony. We have a uh, in-office guest. We're breaking make, maybe some rules here. I feel kind of... Four feet. We got a good six feet between <laughs> us. Good technology here. Um, this is going to be a fun show because... I always joke, the uh, older someone gets, like myself and you, uh, the more, the, the better the story is. The longer, there's more to tell, right? You as know? long as you can remember them, right? The joke is, I interviewed <laughs> Sammy Walker a few weeks ago. He's 19, 20 years old. We get about a half hour in, I'm like, okay, we're done. You know, he's not much to tell in 19 years. No. But when you get to be 50, man, oh, there's stories. plenty of stories. We've got a lot of them here. If you could only, a fly could have been on the wall here before <laughs> the show to hear about some of the players and games that we uh, had been around together and seen together and seen uh, what he's taken part of. Uh, it's pretty special. So hope you enjoy today's show. We're going to break it down. Uh, no show with you would be complete if we didn't start by talking about your dad, Larry. Uh, Larry's got a very celebrated career in both hockey and football. We'll hear his story here in a second. And then, you know, some of the things that he accomplished, not just uh, on the football field or the hockey rink, but his contributions to USA Hockey as well. So why don't we start with Larry? Where, where did he grow up? Uh, where did he play sports? He was an Edina Morningside yep, guy. Grew, but, so he, he, what was Edina then? I mean, Edina there was no Indian Hills back then, right? Not it was a, probably a farm field back then, I don't think then, there right? was much west of Highway 100 no, back then. No, I don't either. And uh, he lived, obviously, on the east side of Highway 100, grew up there. And um, my uh, grandparents moved here. And that uh, yeah, was Edina Morningside back then. Yep. And he basically like 39th in France to pretty much to 60th in Xerxes and over to High 100. Yep. That was it, right? But they started getting really, really good in football and hockey when he was going through high school and he played uh, football, hockey, and baseball. I think he had 12 letters or 13 letters. Wow. And uh, he still, uh, so their football team, and then when he was a senior, um, he and his best friend Tom Moe, who was the yeah. uh, who was the you know you yeah. know him and uh, Tom the athletic, athletic director at Minnesota for a while and he was uh, the AD. He was the uh, managing partner at Dorsey and yep, Whitney and Carter Coughlin. Coughlin yeah, and, Carter um, Coughlin. Carter Coughlin. Um, but they were best friends growing up and played together. And their when their senior year, they were the mythical state football champions back when they, before they had a state tournament. They didn't have one? They didn't have a state tournament football back then. So they were like the Associated Press AP, number one? The AP number one. 
Sid Hartman's number one. Yeah. Probably, he probably so they didn't it. go down a parade and play no, it out? They did not have a state championship. They, the Minnesota High School, they did not have a state championship. Wow. That's amazing because they had it in like 60 because I was yep. talking to Darby yep. Hendrickson. His dad, Larry Washburn, won one, it in 60. Might have been one of the last years they probably didn't have it. Yeah. And um, so he played there. I played hockey at Edina and still has the single season scoring record and the all-time scoring record for uh, points at Edina High School. Um, so is he in the uh, Edina Hockey Hall of Fame? He's in the Edina Hall of Fame. Yep. He was one of the charter members when they – Sure. You're in it too. I'm in the – Some kind I'm, of I'm, hockey I'm hall of fame, the, right? I'm on the wall at uh, at, 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 at the, the rink. Braemar. <laughs> That's about <laughs> the best okay. reason I know it. I was there yeah. that day. I'm there shooting pictures. Oh, yeah. Edina's playing somebody, and they trot Jeff Johnson and a bunch of other guys. I was like, "Wow, they must have dug yeah. deep yeah. here, oh, like, like you did." That's right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, for a guest today, for a yeah. Guest. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but then he went on to play at Minnesota and was uh, played football and hockey there, and was uh, quarterback. And uh, the Rose Bowl team in the yep. national championship in '60 was captain of the hockey team, and after that he uh, he, he didn't turn pro. He he could have turned pro with right. Chicago. Did not. Uh, he still has the letter from Tommy Ivan, who was the general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks, about coming no way. To, yeah, coming to turn pro and uh, decided to go to work for for my uh, grandfather. And that was a he, pretty common thing back then. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing a story Lou Lou Nanny telling a story how he was in private business and the North Stars lured him out. Of yeah, he private worked for Harvey business, McKay. For right? McKay. I'm making more money than I would be playing pro, traveling all over the country. Exactly. And Lou said something to the effect of, "You know what? If you let me sell all your ads, and I can make a couple hundred grand exactly. selling ads and mm-hmm. doing appearances, uh, I'll come play for you." Oh yeah. And you could make more money in that you day could. than, than most of those pro. guys had to have summer jobs. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's I uh, my neighbor is Milt Sunday. And sure. who played for the Gophers the and Bloomington High yeah. School, I think it was back then, and the Vikings. And, and he said, oh, yeah, my summer job was, was way harder than my, <laughs> than my football job. <laughs> my boss was like, you need to be here at 8 a.m. Exactly. kind of stuff. Like, oh, wow, this is hard exactly. work. Exactly. But so that he uh, – and he got – he played in a couple of national teams um, for USA. Yeah. Like in 65 and some of those things. And then he uh, got involved with in USA Hockey – uh, through Walter Bush. Back then, it was like A H A U S. A House. A House. We get a patch. We get a patch. Like the hat trick patch. Yeah, you'd get a patch. Like I don't want this thing. I think the hat trick patches were Minnesota. Maha could have been. I think they were. I don't remember. Maha and A House. A House. Yes, loved it. But then he was. So he was a general manager of the '84 and '88 Olympic teams. And well, you mentioned that to me. I'm like, explain to our listeners what that is—a general manager. Because general manager now is the guy who picks the team and kind of is the boss of the coaches and more committee related. And he was kind of yeah. Think about think more. He was more of a producer, business manager. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're you're you're, you're you're doing the day-to-day operations. You're involved with the, you know, you're involved with the team, picking the team, picking coaches, and involved in the board. And at of this USA time, is he still working with your dad, his grandpa's business? Uh, this time, he's. I think he was doing commercial real estate. Then he became a bro- st- uh, stockbroker. Okay, so, so he's out of grandpa's business oh, yeah. at this point. Yep, okay, so but done. so he. My point is, this is a full-time job. It pretty much is. It doesn't pay very well. Right. <laughs> That's my point. I'm just want to always know, like, oh, what if someone just like, oh, I'm gonna just volunteer yeah. for the '84 Olympic exactly, team exactly. for a five hundred dollars. Our stipend, you oh, know, yeah. and a pat on the back at the, the, back. At the in Colorado yeah, Springs annual yeah. meeting, right? Exactly. So he did that for a couple of years. He did a couple of Canada Cup teams, 
and that, and and, uh, and it was it was um, and it, for me it was great because I you know I got to hang around with all these guys and I said like in '84 um, Ed Olchek who lived in my next door to me in my in my basement in my brother's room. Yes. And uh, Al Iafredi lived next door at the, the O'Connor House, and David Jensen lived down the street because these guys this were all 80, under 18, 14. 80, oh, 14. Well, I think Ed Olchek was like 16. He might have been 17. And So yeah. is he older than you or younger He's, than you? Uh, he was a year older than me. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I, yeah. he was young when he made that 84 team. Oh, yeah. And so we got to know each other pretty well, and it was it was a lot of fun hanging out and going to those games and kind of going to the locker room and hanging around these guys like Chelios and, you know, Bukestead and these, you know, there was, there was a, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Funny you should mention the Canna Cup. I'm caddying. Mr. Bush was a, like kind of my right-hand man. Mm-hmm. I was his right-hand man when he came up to Minnecata all the time. Yep. But he brought the Canada Cup 87 team. Yeah. I, uh, I played in, the, in Minnecata. Yeah, you probably were. The, you probably got to play. I was probably caddying. I did. I played I'm carrying the bag. <laughs> Meanwhile, JJ's, you know, shooting 78, and I'm like sweating. But I got the caddy. For Chris Chelios. Yeah. And Hirsch. What was Hirsch's name from Tommy Patrick Hirsch. Henry? Tom, Tom Hirsch. Hirsch. Yeah. That was my loop. I had Tom Hirsch <laughs> and Chris Chelios. Oh, how'd you two survive? best athletes, oh. physical specimens oh. you will ever see were those two guys. And the craziest. Oh, crazy too. Yes, <laughs> very crazy. Yeah, Chris Chelios swore every oh, other word. They were beauties. That's what I remember oh, about that foursome. But I remember... Walter Bush would always say, Tony, I want you to take these guys and these guys. And I got, I could tell you the legends that Walter Bush brought into Minnecata, and I got the caddy for everyone. Wayne Gretzky, oh, Neil yeah. Broughton, yeah. every one of them. Awesome. He'd bring a bunch bunch of good hockey players up, and I got to, there you go. I got first crack at who who they were. There you go. So that's this. I I got to see what you're talking oh, about. Yeah. And then we go up, to, and so this one of the years, Brian Trache mm-hmm. was playing for the U.S. because he was a North American Indian. Yes. So he played on he played on Canada's team a couple years before so yep. he transferred over and played for the u.s team yep i remember that and what a small world his grandson now, played his, for you his last grandson just played on our team this year it was great so it was it, it all kind of comes around full cycle but i still never forget the one of the greatest stories was um because louie nanny was involved in the team with and yes. my dad was so marty and i went up to kind of help out with a group and we we're right this is just before college was uh you know maybe it, it was a God, well, they'd play it in September or early yep. September, so before yep. school was starting. So we went up with this group, and we were playing up in Montreal. And after the game, we're all going out. And so we're sitting in the bar with Trache, Rod Langway, Joey Mullen, these guys. And they're all buying us drinks, buying us So they're starting to tell these girls that I'm I'm Pat Flatley and he's Pat LaFontaine. <laughs> which and it was just a riot. I mean, these guys were so much fun to be around. So it's you just, got to go with, you had traveled with the with Canada the teams. Cup teams. Yeah, we worked, we worked with a team. You worked, worked. with a team, right? We were, do, oh, we were doing all the loading equipment stuff. Oh, and, really? And, oh, so you actually did work. Oh, yeah. We were there for a long time after the games, and then unpacking bags, and we were we were. It's a good gig. Well, I bet you got a bad. little stipend for that too, yeah, right? A little bit, but it was yeah. more just going hanging out with Experience. those guys. It was just it was fun. It was the most fun I ever had, and just a great time. But those guys, those guys are great guys. I mean, you, you talk about pro athletes being kind of stuck. These guys were excellent. The guys. only guy on all those guys that I ran into that I did not truly like was Chris Chelios. Anytime <laughs> I saw Chris Chelios get bopped in the head during a pro, so I'm like, oh, good for him. He you had to get to know him. You had to get. Oh, no. he was the worst. <laughs> the rest of the guys I'd mentioned, they were just the salt of the earth. Best guys yeah, you'd ever meet. they were fun. But that was a good time, and, that, and he did that, and and, and it kind of, you know, obviously got me involved in hockey, and he coached our youth teams growing up, and was, yeah. was heavily involved in my, you know, 
youth career. career. Yeah. Did he coach, like head coach some of your squirting peewee oh, teams? Yeah. He, he did. Was, you know, assistant or head, because or, he was there and was, was around and he knew the game. So, I suppose yeah. he was probably like Wally Chapman back then, wasn't he? <laughs> right? Yeah. Think about it. Literally, Wally Chapman yep. came to coach Edina Peewees and yeah, Bantams exactly. and stuff like that, or, or Dornbach, yeah. or you. Or like, he was kind of that then, yeah. wasn't he? It was like, if you're going to be there, it's like the guys I have now play helping me out. Yeah, you're here. You're, you, guys right? all, you guys all played college or professional. Why don't you come and help out on the bench? This is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know? I could imagine. That like is having, cool. like when we had John Madden playing right. Tyler was playing. Yeah. Says, hey, why don't you come out for practice? I think he knows a thing or two. Yeah, a few a things. A few things. <laughs> well, we'll get to that team in, in just a second. All right, so just wanted to get that one out there. Right. You know, Jeff Johnson's story isn't complete without talking about Larry yep. a little bit. I think that's cool that people know. Oh, that's kind of neat. Um, all right, so your career, um, you and I are the same birth year, so we crossed paths. You had a program. Oh God, I should have brought from, it. I from like it 1982 <laughs> or 79 a, a or some Bantam regional regionals. Yes, and you found my name in the program, which was uh, fascinating. Classic. I'm like, look at this. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't remember. Play- I remember playing Lincoln. I don't remember playing Edina in that tournament. God, I remember was that Bloomington? It was yeah. Bloomington. Lincoln Garden. was good, back dominant, then. and then they dominant. then they all they, they, they all split up. Go away. <laughs> when Jefferson half went to Kennedy, and just yeah, just they all went away. All right, so your high school career, your '84 team would have been your junior year, junior right? Year, you guys won state, and that correct. was the year where I think every team from the late conference it was like seemed like there was three or four in the state. There was at least semis. Us Kennedy, we played Kennedy in the finals. Burnsville and Burnsville was in it, and we we beat Tonka in the in the regions and Kennedy beat Jefferson and uh, so the only I think the only non Lake South team when it might have been Richfield Richfield and they probably lost in the third place game <laughs> <laughs> right let's go back to that we we talk a little bit about that and it's going to be sounding like a broken record and I want to break this record until you know it, it, does, it never gets old for me to talk about that Lake Conference at the time because it was like Lake North Lake South because yep. like North was like. Armstrong, Cooper, Wyzetta, Hopkins, maybe Minnetonka Park Center too. might have been in there. No, Minnetonka was with us. Osseo. We had Minnetonka, Jefferson, Kennedy, Burnsville, Edina, Richfield. Maybe Apple Valley too. I don't think there were. There was only maybe six teams at the time. It was it was thick. Maybe, but five of those six were in the top ten. So you mentioned, you know, your section final game was – I'll always remember get those, those Minnetonka – Versus Edina section finals with Walsh yeah. and Labatt. And, you know, those teams were just loaded. Mm-hmm. Both of those teams loaded, and they had to play each other to go to state. Yeah. Um, how many people were in that game? It, it, almost more fans at the Met sometimes than there were at the Civic Center. Well, we'd go – I remember going to those games, and you you would – We'd play back to back. Section five. Go, section go, five. It'd be Kennedy Jefferson, yep. and then it'd be Tonka Edina, and then back to back to back for for the one ticket. Yeah, one and price. You, if you if the, if it was a noon game and a two o'clock game, yep. if you weren't there by ten o'clock, you weren't getting in. You were done. You weren't getting in. I know. And it was fifteen, sixteen thousand people. And you remember the old Met Center? It was there was not a bad there, seat there, in there, the house, And though. it was like they were right on top of you. Yeah. It was like the old Joe Lewis Arena where everybody's right on top. It was warm too, oh, and the glass. Remember how low the glass was too? It was hot. Everybody it was hot. <laughs> but for some reason, it was super warm. And I remember playing there a few times. Mm. It was really warm in there, even any time of the year. Yep. But the ice was ice awesome. Was perfect. Ice was always perfect. <laughs> and I remember because I my junior year I broke my ankle like the fifth game of the year. Yeah. And I didn't come back till about. A couple games before the end of the season, right? And so I remember skating out there, and it was about my fourth or fifth game back, and I really didn't have my legs yet. And I remember skating around for warm ups and 
going two laps and it was so hot in there. I started hyper. I didn't know if I could play. It was so it hot. It was so man. hot. And then the fans are on top. Then when you win, you go to the Civic Center. And the old Civic Center was so spread out, it seemed like there was nobody there. Nobody there. You couldn't even hear anybody. Well, there was, what people don't realize in the Civic Center, there, there was gaps between oh, the stands and the ice. Yeah, like it was almost like the Coliseum. It was like the Coliseum a little bit. <laughs> and it, that's it was like 20 they, feet that's between why the they stands. Had, that's yeah, why yeah. they had clear boards, yeah. because the f- seats were so low, you couldn't even see the people in the front. You couldn't see they the had, ice. That's they why had they had, had clear they boards. Had to see you wouldn't be able to see the game. You wouldn't see the game. I agree. I agree. God, we're clicking here. We're only 15 minutes in. We haven't talked. Talked about a uh, peewee hockey game. Oh yeah, there's gonna be plenty of yeah. that coming up here. All right, so you played there. I don't even know. I gotta go back. You guys beat Kennedy, Dallas Miller, Dallas right? Miller, and Danny Tuzano. Tuzano. Yeah. Those are some good teams. Oh, yeah. Who was on your team? I besides I know Marty Nanny. Yeah, I bet Marty. Dean Millick Williamson. No, was on Dino, team. Dino didn't. He was still at Breck. He okay. transferred back his senior year. All right. So we had That's Paul right. Ranheim, Greg Dornbach. Um, oh God, number five. Five. Um, Tom Terwilliger, um, Steve Vellner, Bon Vino. Um, oh man, um, uh, Charlie Henrik and um, and uh, Mendel. We had they were both they, move-ins, they right? Both moved in from uh, one was from California, one from California, Wyoming, and, maybe. And where was Char- Charlie? Was from God, I can't remember. Washington, maybe. But Robbie was from California. Yeah, and he might have been in Washington. Right, Seattle, Seattle. Seattle. And then um, Johnny Faust and um, you know we had geez, Peter Hankinson. Um, yep, uh, Jay Moore. So our set, our four centers were. Ranheim, Dornbach, Hankinson, Hankinson and, and Jay Moore. Pretty good up the Pretty middle. Pretty good, yeah. Jay Moore was just like the like an afterthought. And he was like probably at a hundred and some points at Denver. Oh yeah. Phenomenal. <laughs> and, afterthought. And, 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 and that and team so that was eighty four, eighty five. Was Jimmy Carroll on that team too? Jimmy was not on that team. How crazy was, is that? He, he was, was the co Metro player of the year two was, years he later. Was, uh, he was on J V. Yeah, co Metro yeah. player of the year two years later. God, think how deep deals were. Just Deep, I think deep maybe teams. I took his spot. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, you know he's listening. You know he'll be listening. All right, I, I, then, you know, and uh, so after that, then we I, I went on played at Miami of Ohio because uh, Greg Dornbach. I was going to say, is there a Greg Dornbach connection there yeah, to and Miami? He, and I, I didn't even heard of Miami Ohio. Yeah. Before those guys went down there, I remember they came up and played the Gophers one year, a couple of years yep. before that. But I was like, okay, and. Um, Who was the coach? The coach at the time was Steve Cady, but then he retired. Bill Davidge became the head coach. Okay. So I went down there for two years. Really liked the school. wasn't enamored with the program. But they, you know, they they liked, they liked the Canadian kids over the the American kids. And I figured, you know, my goal is always to try to play at Minnesota. Yeah. Well, oh, so your I, dad played there. Yeah, so I said, you know, I'm take a chance. Transferred back. Played a you know a handful of games here. Got to play a little bit. Um, and you know, it was for me, it was worth it. Yeah, um, just so to put was, the put, was, the, put the it was, M on your fun. chest is probably worth it, yeah, right? Yeah, and like I always tell people, I was a I was probably an above average college or above average high school player, and I was a below average college player. That's and, not but, bad. But I got Division to play. One, though, but I, I mean, got to play. Pretty amazing. I got to play, and I was, I was happy for that. Yeah. Um, ended up finishing out at Minnesota on, in in ninety. We came back, and I was I had some injuries, and I just decided, you know what, I'm I'm done playing. Yeah, and I wanted to start coaching. I knew that's kind of what I wanted to do. And I was able to get involved with the Armstrong program through Bruce Johnson. No and relation. No relation. Um, and ended up. Uh, how, did, how did you meet him? I mean, it's not like you just, you didn't meet him on the internet or DM him. You know <laughs> no. what I mean? Like you had to have had a personal connection I did. with I, him. I met him at a hockey camp that I worked with Craig Sarner that, that summer. And, Who's uh, a legend, was right? A, yeah, he was the 
great guy, and uh, so I, I kind of half heartedly. I'm guessing. Joked I'm guessing this is at the Ice Center with at cement Breck, walls at the Breck at Ice, Ice Center, Center Golden at, uh, Valley. It was, right? it was the Breck High School hockey camp or something because he was yeah. coaching Breck at the time. Yeah. And Bruce was helping him out, and I kind of joked around about, hey, are you guys looking for a coach? And he says, well, as a matter of fact, we, we are. And so when I came back and I, I, I got his phone number, I called him. Are you still looking? He says, yeah, we are. We want to come in and interview. And I said, okay. And the rest is history. And I coached there for about six years as an assistant to Bruce and had the did the JV team and as the head coach and got some coaching experience. And um, a few years later, um, jobs transferred around and I and I kind of took a different position and a buddy of mine that you know very well David McLean was yep. was the uh was running the Eden Prairie Hockey Association at the time. So you go back that 25 <laughs> years with him. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And so he's he's So running. let's explain who David McLean tell his mini story here. So he was a He was a Duluth Duluth guy. guy. Must to, have went to college went down to here. Cloud. Okay, all right. Um and then Stayed around here, was uh, was, was working, uh, lived in Eden Prairie. His yeah. sons played at Eden Prairie. Yep. And um, I got to play, I was starting to play men's league yep. and at Minnetonka's men's league, and he was on the team I played for, so I got to know him that way. And, you know, we were BSing around one night, and he goes, well, you, why don't you come start, why don't you think about coaching, uh, you know, Eden Prairie? But we might have a peewee job opening up. And, it, and one of my guys that I worked with, Jim Fernholtz was was an assistant on so the Bantam team. So you and Fernie were co or were we coworkers. To, yeah, we worked together. Okay, and he was helping out with the Bantam team. Yep. And then a guy that I played at the University of Minnesota, Steve Orth, was living in Eden Prairie. He just he was done playing. He was living in Eden Prairie. But no kids. No kids yet. He and, didn't have a first kid. Was like oh one. Yeah. Right. So we he goes, why don't you three get together and and take this thing over? So we got together and we said, hey, let's do this. And we did it for three years, and it was. The three of the most fun years I ever had coaching. We had an absolute riot. Were they teams good then, or were they still kind of yeah, young? Yeah, we, uh, we the, well, we had a, the, they were solid teams. The, we took over a team that had won the state championship the oh, year really? before. We only had one kid coming back, but it was, a, it was a good team. By the time my last year there, we lost in the state championship game to uh, to White Bear, who had, um, oh, who was the, I can't remember the kid's name. Um, I don't know. They had a, just a little superstar kid that was, they had a good team. Um, they were really, really good. What year was that? It would have been 99. So then you oh, go. I'm, I'm trying to pick my brain on this. And I'm, um, so 2004, uh, White I, Bear Lake. I, maybe I should call Shea. No. Was it Tanabi? <laughs> no, it was, um, oh, it was Casey. Uh, no, it's, we'll come it's, back it's, to it's, it. It's, it's going to drive me I'll nuts. get you the internet. We'll come back <laughs> later. We'll come back later so to it. So we, we, end, we end up losing the state championship game. And we had, you know, and the and Chad Rao was on that team. Yep. And uh, Nate Hansen ended mm-hmm. up playing uh, baseball for the Twins. Um, yep. A lot of really good hockey players in that team. So the next year, I go over, um, they, Edina's, um, Bart Larson resigns. Yep. And they're... Um, and uh, Dick Bluston and Kurt Giles are the Bantam A coaches. And John Donnelly was the Peewee A coach yep. at the time. And so um, Kurt gets the job as the high school team. Yep. Donnelly gets the job for the Bantams. And I get a call from Scott Johnson, no relation, who was the uh, at the president of the association at the time, and asked if I wanted to come over and be interested in taking the Peewee A job. Peewee yeah. A's at Edina. I thought about it, thought about it, I don't want it. And he Where'd said, well, you live? Did you live in Eden Prairie? I still, no, I lived in Edina. Edina, okay, all right. 
I go, God, do I want to be a head coach? I don't want the responsibility, you know. Just, right. Do I want to do, you know, do I really want to do this? And I had a couple of young kids at the time, and um, I'm thinking, okay. And he goes, well, why don't, talk to, uh, so why don't you talk to Bon Vino about it? Or maybe he'll help you out. And then John Hall, there are a couple of guys that might want to do it. And so, yeah, we're kicking this around. And I said, everybody's kind of on board with it. And I got and I convinced Jay Chapman, who had just had kind of graduated from college and back working right. as kind of the young guy to come in and do it. So the four of us took the uh, Edina PWA job in 1999, and um, and the rest is history for me. I had gone through 21 years of it now. So your first year there, you win the state title. Win the state title. First year. Uh, That's, that might go down in one of your big wins yeah, category. Yes, yeah, don't, don't okay, we want to give anything away here? A little state tease. Title. We're fortunate enough to have a, have, a, have a pretty darn good team. Who was on that team? Uh, this kid by the name of Nathan Hagamo. I heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> a kid by the name of Joe Finley. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Thang. Yep. Um, who was Justin Milo, another kid that was a really a nice player. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Jack Bear was a first year. Did Milo <laughs> play for Diner or did he play for Benilde? He went to like, who did he end up playing? Did he go to Shattuck? I'm not sure. I think he made a bit of Benilde then, guy. Then he might have played. Yeah, you might be right. Then he played. Then he played professional baseball for a while. Did he really? Yeah. Okay, all right. I just Good name athlete. rings a bell. Yeah, uh, but I mean, a, a solid, solid team, and that was just one of those teams that wow. I mean, um, it was fun. It was, uh, it, and having Nathan on that team was just. Uh, he was. He was. A, he was a joy to watch. Yeah, I enjoyed a coach too. Joy now coach. he's a great coach himself. Great coach. He, well, he coached a lot of years at um, Wyzetta. At Wyzetta. I, I actually called him last year to see if he, you know he stopped going Wyzetta. Yeah, I called him last year to see if he wanted to come and help us out. He and probably he, said no. His well, kids are super young. He's coaching the kids in Mites, and he lives in Wyzetta, and be it's it's it'd be a pretty far drive. But he, he thought about it. I go, yeah. hey, if, I'd love to have you. It'd be kind of fun to have you come full circle, and maybe take over this program now. <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah. He'll he'll be ready soon. Yeah. Sooner than you think. Exactly. Okay, so you you start in you start in Edina in two thousand, and now this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven first of seven state titles. Correct, and probably a lot of uh, state tournament appearances. I can't even count how many state tournament appearances, and then several, you know, regional, you know, backdoor game losses too. Right, <laughs> well, so your, a, your teams are always been there, yeah. right? And we've been fortunate enough to have great players, and uh, it, it makes. Coaching a lot easier when you have these when you have these players. So what is the what is the secret sauce? You know, we didn't even plan on this before the show. Yeah. But what's the secret sauce to to Edina hockey? Because you're at the forefront. You're right at the tip of it. I would say some of the secret sauce is the B two player pushing the B one player, the B one player pushing the A player, or the double A player. I would agree. And the fact that and then again, let's not kid ourselves. There's there's money involved here, but you still have to have some physical ability. You could have you know, a, a really deep association with numbers. But if you don't have some physical athletic ability, what I always like to say is Edina people are type A personalities and they marry type A males and females. They're mm-hmm. going to get, you know what I mean? They, and they're going to make double incomes. Or they're going to make yeah. enough money to live in Edina. Yep. And just, it just, it kind of repeats itself. Talk I, about I, that a little bit. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, obviously the socioeconomic is, is a big factor. Yep. Um, it, it's the, the kids... You know, I would say back 20 years ago, it probably wasn't as big because there wasn't the Minnesota maids, there wasn't the fits, there wasn't the maps. There yeah. They, they didn't do that stuff in the summer. There was more. They played you, baseball you, you or went soccer. To a, you went to a couple of hockey schools or a hockey camp, and that was about it. Now yep. there's so much of that going on and so much dollars to be stretched that it's it's become a bigger issue, I think, in the last five, six years. 
And you had to have seen it at some point. We we talked about this many many times. You had to have seen when did it then when did the worm turn when it went from it obviously has and I hate to say it and I don't know if Bernie McBain will listen to this show but it has to be when Bernie McBain stepped into Edina and built the building in the middle of Edina. They're going there as mites. They're going there as mm-hmm. squirts. Some of them don't even play there until. I mean, Sammy Walker didn't show up as a peewee until his second, second year. year peewee, yeah. Right? And exactly. It's pretty co- Parker Trottier yep. didn't show up until his first, first year of peewees. peewees. So it's pretty common that they're doing more. Uh, a friend of mine, Scott Gray, who's a vice president at uh, Minnesota Hockey, he's like, yeah, we did a research project once. And there were two types of people that were leaving hockey. One, that, that there was way too much hockey. And then the other was, there wasn't enough. (laughs) Those are the two most common answers. I'm like, you mean it wasn't money? Money was like the fifth reason they didn't play hockey. Exactly. Exactly. Too much and not enough. So it gets to be too much. Yes, I think you hit the nail on the head. That started the when when Bernie's, when Minnesota made, got started. And this is right as you're doing it. So he had, what, 95, so like 2006, 2007, you probably started to see it. That's when it started getting, and and I I, I will say that this, you can tell the difference in the skill level that these kids have when they were, you know, those first, besides, you know, obviously besides the top kids, we're always going to be good. But the depth of the skill level you see now is off the charts. The PWBs. It's off the charts. They're unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it's their skating ability is unbelievable. Their puck handling is unbelievable. I would say the two two biggest skills they lack are passing and hockey sense because they've been they've been too robotically cha- trained in certain stick areas. handling yeah. and skating and and that's one of the things that we have to you know their hockey sense and their Ability to play with five guys instead of going at a cone and, and, and going around a cone is that's, right. that's where we come in to teach them the game, but it's the skill level is is off the charts and that's and that's pushing and you're right so you have kids that are on PWB and PWA that are I want to make the AA team or I want to make that Bantam a AA team or I want to make that high school team I'm going to keep pushing I'm going to keep pushing and there's there's obviously when you them. have more of those kids doing it there's a there's a chance that some of those guys will. Leap will do it, and then the kids see that happening and say, "Hey, that kid did it." You know the the Delaney story from last year. Kevin Delaney, perfect example. Kid that never, never, never made an A team, basically never. growing up, ever. But he pushed it, pushed it, pushed it, and so these kids that are making a B one team as a second year peewee going, "Well, my chances to make varsity are screwed." It's not oh, true. No, it's not true. Because you, if you do, you even know Kevin Delaney. Kevin Delaney with a really good attitude and just love the game. So the love of the game will. Will pass up yeah. the kid who does the cones all day long. You know, well, he's just going to do and, it. And by the way, half the team, half the team that are ahead of you, the, those kids, half those guys are probably not even going to be playing for Edina or playing at. You know, they're, they're going to be going to Benil. They'll or, be at Benil, Holy Family, Holy Angels, or like Silanoff goes to Shattuck. Yeah, you, you're going to lose. You're going to yeah. lose kids. Yeah. So there's always going to be four or five kids from each class that are going somewhere else. Yep. And there's always opportunities. So, and boy, did he ever take advantage of exactly. that. Exactly. And it's a great story. And that's what, you know, what, what, every year I always loved it. Who's the, who's the B, B2 kid that I can put on my team the next you have year? A lot, you've had a lot, a lot of, of them. them. And, and those kids, kids are turn, go yeah. B2. And here's was my story. I'll never forget Jake. My son was playing 
Uh, I've had a practice over at Richfield because that's Jefferson didn't have enough ice. You and then Redina didn't have enough ice, so we always practice at Richfield. And there was a practice right beforehand, and there's a bunch of kids from Redina out there, and they got hands and they can skate and shoot. And uh, Jake was a squirt, so anything in peewees, they just look bigger and stronger, sure. a little bit more athletic, yep. a little bit more coordinated, right? They come off the ice. I'm like, uh, which team are you from Redina? Like, well, we're peewee B two black, and I'm like, <laughs> holy crap, they look like pros. And it was the B two. Two team. Yeah. And it's it was amazing. probably, you know, this is probably the fourth ring down for you guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at a kid like Maddie Moment. He played yes. B2 two years ago, makes our team last year, or two years. Well, I can't, I, the year yeah, I right. mixed up. But uh, plays great for us. Makes the Bantam AA team as a first year. So he goes Peewee B2. Peewee AA. Bantam AA. Ho-hum. I mean, fit, go figure. It's, so there's, there's for anybody listening out there, your your career is not over because you don't make the Pee Wee Double A team. As and a I second still year. go by passion, <laughs> like how much you like the game, and that's always the the secret sauce for my son with Jake. Not that he was some superstar, but I just you know he was okay, like hockey and everything. But when when he was in second grade, a buddy of mine, Kurt Rowling, said, "Hey, you want to do fantasy hockey?" And like. Eh, I don't like fantasy hockey, but I'll uh, sure right. So I throw Jake, my son, in charge. Sure, right. By the end of that hockey season, Jake knew what gloves that oh. Zach Parise oh, yeah. wore. Whatever he got, <laughs> like he's hooked on hockey. I'm like this fantasy hockey thing's not so bad. But no. my point is, I found a way to bridle sure. his love for the game, exactly. and he, I never had to ask him about practice yep. or any of that stuff. Nope. After that, state tournaments can be that kind of thing. Exactly. Playing in a three-on-three thing or velocity. Mm-hmm. Something that just kind of clicks, right? Exactly. Just keep, don't push them too hard. Just, oh, it, exactly. It's a great enough sport where it sells itself. Yep. You don't have to ram it down their throat. But getting back to that point, it's also been one of those things that you see it, how much is too much. Yeah, the tipping you know, point, right? There's, there, I, I look at it right now as I look at our season. We start in September, and we don't – you know, luckily enough, if we can get to a state, we don't end till the middle of March. Right. That's five and a half months. Now you're talking, they get done with our season and they're into the right plane, into, into the, the machine, into the, everything right else. the next weekend. Yeah, right like, after. When are you guys taking a break from this game? I mean, I, if I played hockey right now, I'd hate it. Yeah. I'd hate it. I mean, I'm I'm sick of it by the time we're done, and I, I don't have to play anymore. But, right. it, I mean, it just. How about this one? You and I have chatted about this one. I wanna, it's, it's the exact, you're leading me right to the, to the river right now on this mm-hmm. one. And I, I've coached a few of these all-star teams, and, and I actually got, I only like coaching 11 or under because they still listen, right? <laughs> 12, 13, right? You know, you get in that puberty. It's the, it's the blank stare, right? Mm-hmm. Especially you get a kid who's just, just come off playing for the machine or the blade or some super team and they they make your team and make the PBAA team and they skate offsides or they do something just completely moronic and you say to them hey Johnson in your case hey Smith what are you doing and they give you this this and they're not even trying to oh. give you a blank stare but they've been yelled at for 29 straight months about hockey and now you're the 19th coach yeah. who's gotten their ear about doing something wrong and they give you the look and yeah. you know the look oh, I'm talking about right it, it's like talk you might as well talk to a brick wall yeah and it just it's it's amazing they just they just tune it right out and they're just they're, they're it's you're just waiting for the eyes to roll back and their head to spin around <laughs> the three or four times or something to now you're, you know, get in line, bud. You know, if it's not you, it's dad mm-hmm. or worse, mom yeah. or grandpa who yeah. are going to be yelling oh, them yeah. after the game. Exactly. Like, and that's the biggest issue. You got these kids that are just home coached. For, and then 
you don't mind it when it's when when the home coach is the guy that actually knows the game, but ninety five percent of these parents have no idea what they're talking about. I know. It's just like, okay, why do you why are you ruining your kid? So my guess is, as you're coaching an Edina team, you know it's 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 about chemistry. Because I mean, let's not kid ourselves. The talent isn't going to be the issue. It's going to be about chemistry. It's going to be about finding their what their their strengths. You know what you know, discovering their weaknesses. Walk me through some of those you know scenarios as your as your season goes on. Because because you guys, I mean. No offense, you you come right out of the gate and play the Big Pumpkin. There's going to be yeah. 20 great teams exactly. there, it and it doesn't slow down. No. It's not like oh no. yeah, let's pump the brakes after the Pumpkin because two weeks later they're determined. Two yeah. weeks later you're in Duluth, you got a league game with Maple Grove. You yeah. got you know you're playing Minnetonka. And next game. thing you know, you're in Spirit of Duluth <laughs> yeah. and you got Thunder Bay in the first round. Exactly. Like they're hungry. Yeah. Everybody wants to well, be Dinah. And we and I and the, the first thing I tell these kids, I said, listen, here's the deal: we're not going to play an easy schedule. Right. No, the only we we the only easy games we're going to get is if we we're in a tournament and there happens to be a, a a team that's not that good that we get paired against. We're not going to scrimmage a team that's not very. And good. And there's an occasional year where St. Cloud or St. Michael or yeah. someone from St. Louis Park might be having a down year. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's but load them up, I right? I don't care if they're having a down year. They're going to play their Stanley Cup championship game seven against against you, you guys. Absolutely. And, and I tell these to every team, every every team that I have, I said, listen, guys, you don't realize where you're from, and where, what the tradition is here, no team is ever going to give you their B game. No. They're going to come out. I don't care if it's the best team in the state, if it's the worst team in the state you're playing. They're all going to give you the, the best game. And I don't care how good you guys are or how bad you are. You could be an average team, and they're still going to want to beat you because yeah. you know what? They want to beat Edina. Yeah. They just want to beat Edina. And it's well, great, which I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I loved it when I was playing. Yeah, and I love it when I'm coaching. I don't want anybody's B game. I want I want your best against my best. And when if I can't beat your best, then I don't deserve to beat when you. When I played against Edina, it felt, and I know Braemar's ice was just like the ice that we skated on, but it felt faster because I was so jacked up <laughs> to play. Well, plus back then the Southwest Edina game was exactly. packed. Oh yeah, both bands exactly. were there. I tried to explain like, yeah, both bands, bands were there. Like the bands, were bands? There. like yeah, both of them not, were there. No, not you know? the music that plays between periods. It <laughs> no, was an actual band. We're band. <laughs> there. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was jacked. It was a neighborhood rivalry, you know. That was the cool part about it. But, yeah, like, uh, go back to your peewee team that lost to St. Cloud the first round. I mean, they were ready. Oh, yeah. You guys you, you know, couldn't put them reason, away, right? And, and, hey, when you run into a hot goaltender, and yep. all of a sudden you can you can throw 60 shots on that. And, and, and they And all of a sudden they get two that pop in, and then it's like, uh-oh. Yeah, and you give them life, and you give them confidence, and the goalie's like, "No one, nothing's getting by me." No, and it's, it's hard, and, and it's, it's it's, and all of a sudden you start doubting yourself a little bit, and and that, I guess the one thing I learned from Ike, probably the biggest thing, which what he did such a great job of was, you know, X's and O's wasn't his. He got personalities to mesh in line combinations. Yeah, but. He was a goalie too, yeah. right? Yeah. So he saw the game as a kid. I'm pretty good turn from the net out. Yeah. From that out. Yeah. So he sees the game yeah. a little bit differently than you and sure. I see the game sure. playing forward, right? Yeah. So and I'm sure he was great at the line combinations. Line too. combinations and motivation because you were scared to death of him. Yeah. And he got you going. Now he was like me. He was blessed with great talent. Yeah. But he'd made you know he made the most of it. You know, the, one of the best comments I've ever heard was Gino Ariamuk saying you know they're they give all you yeah you got all these great talents you got, you got the <laughs> right. Greatest. He goes yeah you can, one of the best speeches. He goes you could screw up Secretariat too. <laughs> <laughs> you could. Yes you can. You could. And that's one of the things we try you know if we, we just try not to screw up half the time and just say hey go out and play your game. The best part about what I love about our teams is that and I always tell them I say guys the nice thing we don't we don't have to go out and play above our heads. 
No. You don't have to go out and play the greatest game you ever played. You got to go play your normal, good, solid game. Yeah. And, you know, nine out of ten times, you're going to come off pretty good. You're going to get now, the St. Cloud game yeah, every once gonna, in a while. Yeah, but, you're going to get beat by somebody once in a while. But yeah. if you just go out and play your – you don't have to play above your head. Right. Where these guys got to play above their head to beat you. Now, they might. And yeah. They very well could. But if you you don't have to, and that's the one you know the biggest thing is that you know for us to teach our kids is go out and play your game, play it hard every time, and play together. You know we don't you know, like the last couple of years we haven't really had a superstar on our team. Yeah, we've had a couple of really good players, but nobody nobody like the you know the kids are not really we've seen. And but we've had depth, and we try to use that depth, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's great. It's the depth. I love you know you just grind people out, mm-hmm. right? And that's our, and that's kind of been and that's. Basically, what I learned from from Mike is that we, you'd you'd roll three four lines and you'd just wear teams out. So you had arguably the best high school hockey coach for sure, Mount Rushmore high school hockey coach and player too, mm-hmm. Willard Eichla. What was the thing that you said line combinations? He was great at. Uh, scared you too, right? Oh, yeah. What are what what's something like? What's one of the soft moments in Willard Eichla? Like, there's something with you and him, or or with the team, or or something where you're like, wow, that was not Ike. You know, that wasn't your traditional Ike moment. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because in high school, I didn't, you know, it was you, you don't see that at all, right? ever. No. You know, right. and I and I maybe I, it was I, after playing. I'm forever grateful to him for putting me back on the team when I was my junior year. Yeah, being, you were hurt. being hurt. Next, I said I probably took Jimmy's spot. So. Right, right. <laughs> but um, you know, once I started coaching, and I, and I when I was coaching Armstrong, I was coaching against him. Obviously, yeah, I got to know him a little bit better as a as, you know was a coaching relationship and a friend relationship. But it, uh, to this day, he probably comes to not as much this, but he he used to show up to probably a good 10, 15 of our games. As Pee Wee games, he'd come, they'd come to watch the games, and uh, and come down and talk to him after the games. He he liked the way we play because we you know we play that style. We don't we're going out. We're we're gonna we're gonna play the Adonis Hard style. Hard pressing, you know, we're moving the puck. We're skating. Yeah. We're going. We're uh, you know even even when there was checking, we weren't we were never a real physical team. No, um, but um, we, we would we would thrive ourselves on the way we, that we played when, when I was playing and. He enjoyed it, and Lori, uh, his wife, would always say, "She, you know, this is my favorite team to watch because you guys play it the right way." And it would, it's always kind of stuck me, and it's always it's fun when he comes out and watches games. And I always tell her boys, I say, "Hey, my high school coach is here. You don't go out and lose. You don't screw this one up. You no, win, you, better, you better play your ass off." <laughs> I'll never forget uh, my high school coach. Jim Baxter just got the most out of everybody. Just squeezed and squeezed and squeezed. He came in after Dave Peterson, mm-hmm. so he had a lot to prove oh, and yeah. squeeze and squeeze. And he wasn't very nice to me in high school, you know, like you're saying, yeah. right? But I'll never forget. I came back for something, uh, cousin's graduation or something. He was there. It was like four or five years after high school. And he lit up like a Christmas tree. My buddies were there. Like, I never saw him that nice to anyone. No. Like but it was like yeah. after – Exactly. I had graduated. I was I mean, I have 21 great, years yeah, old. I have a great relationship with Ike now. Yeah. And, and you know, but, it, yeah, back in high school, I mean, the, I wouldn't say boodle. Not the time <laughs> no, of day. No. Not the time of day. No. Yeah, that's that's funny. That's All right, good. before we jump into some of your peewee uh, coaching heroics, uh, we have just as a little tease to the show, we're going to talk about uh, some of uh, Jeff's greatest losses, his greatest wins, players that he coached, and players he coached against. That's a long list. So we got a lot. <laughs> Like we're 42 minutes in, uh, and we haven't even got to the juicy part exactly. yet. So before we get to the juicy part, I'd love to just kind of touch on uh, Minnesota 
Minnesota hockey mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Um, you and I have a, a, a strong opinion on a certain topic when it comes to Minnesota hockey, and I'm going to try to get one out of you here today. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's the Minnesota hockey's existence. Why, why does Minnesota hockey why – do, why do the players of Minnesota, the 100,000 kids that play – why do we pay forty dollars to USA Hockey? What do we? What redeeming value besides a magazine do we get out of participating and some insurance participating with USA Hockey? What What do we get out of it? That's a great question. I'm not sure what. I think really the only thing we get out of it is getting our kids to the national camps. Yep. And this would be the 15th boys, the 15, HP's, 16, and 17. Yep. Which and then for the boys side gets you noticed for the for U.S. The national team. And, right, and, and which really guts really guts are, our. In theory, if you lose six, seven kids like we did this year, basically guts our own programming, which is correct. our high, our our jewel of our high school hockey. Correct. Right. So it doesn't really help us. It doesn't help us at all. Um, and, I, and no one from Minnesota hockey could look us in the eye and go, "Well, yeah, that's really good for us." I'm like, "How is that good for us?" And they could go anyway because if they're good enough and they want you, they'll take you anyway. Correct. If if we're not part of USA yes. Hockey, and correct. If, and, it, and in my opinion, if we if we stay with USA Hockey, we should just switch it to birth year and go with everybody else. If if that's if that's if, if that's the situation. If not, we should go back to you play with your grade because then we could play for a national championship. Correct. Our well, peewees, they, our well, bantams could play do, for yeah, a national championship. Could, could play for a national could. championship. Bantams could, but it's not a that's that wouldn't be a fair fight. Why? Well, you, you're talking a community team versus a, a oh, all-star team. I still think that you've done it. Your you've teams, done it. Your teams, your teams are good enough. Yeah, I think the Austin Maple Grove 16 team could win a national championship. They would compete. They would compete. But they they, they didn't even play that that Faber team. Yep. They they played U15 down in Chicago. They would have smoked the entire U14s. Yep. But then again, they had a lot of O2s playing in the O3, Correct. O4. Correct. So, so those a, kids wouldn't even have been eligible. It's a little skewed. They so, wouldn't even yeah. been eligible. They, like when we went out to Michigan, we had a couple of kids. 99s that were, that were I mean, playing. Our roles. average age was probably pretty similar. About similar. But very. we did have some older kids. And we did have. Some but you had some kids. O1s too playing Correct. against all O2s. Oh, yeah. O2s. Oh yeah. Correct. Correct. You know what I mean? Sorry. So yep. it 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 was an even fight. It was. I thought Honey Baked was a great team that year. It was. They were fab. And it was, you know, it was one of those things. That I'm glad we we made those two trips of those two teams because that was a year we had some freakishly good teams. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And you know, we're those not, are the two best teams. Those are very. Those you are told solid. me those they were, are the two were, best. They, they, were, they were two of the best teams I've ever seen. We don't and and you know with that Maple Grove team from uh, what was that? sixteen sixteen that they were they were that was they as were, good a team they were, as you'll they ever were very, see. They were very solid. They could have competed in that deal. Yeah. But those teams don't come along. All you know, all the time, all the time. I haven't seen. I probably haven't seen a team since that's fourteen that or sixteen. Right, good. I mean, take all you know. Take everybody's got a couple of really good studs. Yeah, like a Logan Hensler or Fondrick this year. Those two guys are fantastic, but they don't have. They didn't have the depth. They didn't they, have. They, they didn't have eight or nine no, of them. No, they didn't have a Mason Nevers playing no, third line. No, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe he played second, but you get the point, second. right? Yeah. yeah. Like the, these kids so, are amazing. You know, when you have that type of it, so that those teams aren't going to come around. So that's why I said I don't think we could be consistently competitive by playing that. So if we're going to stick to our high school, you know, formula, right? Why don't we just bring it all the way down to the youth level and say to USA Hockey, you know what? We're we give out. up. We're out. We're either in or we're out. We're out. I mean, and. What are, what are we? We're the Minnesota is like the third highest in the world, isn't it? Like for yeah, if there, were, if there was a country, country there, we'd be, be number three. We'd be number three behind be, Canada and the U.S. and the U.S. <laughs> and maybe maybe not Russia, but it was like Finland or something. But yeah, yeah we like we'd the third like biggest the third. country. Yeah, yeah, and and. and 
people know that. I think they, I think USA Hockey knows that, and I think the relationship is a little bit tepid sometimes. Well, and it would take more of a, it would take a lot more work on Minnesota Hockey's part, I think, to get all this because of the infrastructure. Yes, I agree. But you could, if you did get, if you did get rid of, I'm just throwing this out there, mm-hmm. just throwing out there some ideas. You're spitballing. If you did get rid of it, they could go back to checking in peewees. And when I mean thing. checking, I don't mean like let's hammer kids. Yeah. I mean let's. When I let's say checking, let's body contact. Let's back. let's. The teaching of body contact. No we could teach body contact at squirts. I think, would I think be, our coaches at Pee Wee's in Minnesota are dedicated enough. You got guys like Brian Honfett uh, up mm. in, in Warroad. You got guys that are great. Dave McLean, he's talking yep. about these guys would, if you said, okay, we have this edict, we're going to, te- we're going to allow slight, we're going to allow angling, we're going to allow some stuff here, we're going to teach body contact at yep. squirts and peewees, so by the time they get ready to BAMs, they can actually know what they're doing. Exactly. Can't do that right now. No. USA Hockey, well, we, get, they, they throw the they, book at they, us. You realize when they, when they took this checking out, they wanted us to teach kids in, in our practices, take 10 minutes every practice and teach them how to body check. I'm like going, well, do you want me to, why do we do that? We, they can't do it in a game. Right. You want me to teach them how to cross check too, and they can't do that in a game. <laughs> so I'm going to take the two hundred dollars of our ice, and I got to take that ten minutes and teach them how to body check. How yeah. About, I got a better idea. How about you rent ice and you teach them how to body and, check in a, in a and clinic? They, and they do, but <laughs> nobody know. shows up. I know. Yeah, well, we go on. I and on. thought that I, was And this was fun. not meant to rip mm. on. This was a moist. You and I have a very strong opinion about the Minnesota hockey, USA hockey, and I'm the first one who always goes after USA hockey, and I'm, I'm the guy that tweets out every year the beginning of the state tournament. Dear USA Hockey, this is the greatest amateur hockey tournament with everyone who's paid you money, but you can't yeah. send someone here to promote how great this exactly. is or tweet about well, it. And I agree. I mean, it's not it's not a rip at all on Minnesota. It's more of a rip on USA Hockey yes. telling us what to do and, 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 and then basically just leaving us alone. And yeah. saying, well, you're going to do all these rules, but you don't really matter, so we don't really care. We just want your, we just want your money. We just want your uh, and, registration and if, fee. And if Minnesota Hockey would... Finally, you know, just say, listen, enough's enough. We're out, and we're going to do our own thing. Do our own thing. And and you know what? You can They could affiliate kids on their NTDP if yeah. they wanted to, if they want to come try out for it. Sure if they want to sign up. Sure they could. Yeah, they could go. You come watch our players, but we don't have to be so beholden to USA Hockey. I don't, I don't think no, so I either. Think I think we're held hostage by them. I do too. All right. Uh, all right. Let's move on to players. All right. All right. Um, I have a list of players here. <laughs> you got a long list. 21 years in Edina. Um, we're going to go through. We're going to go one for one. We're going to go the... We'll, We'll start with the six, number six number for six. players, number okay? Six. And I got to preface, I got to apologize to all the guys ahead of time. Are, ahead of time that I missed. Um, you guys all know who you are if you're listening to this, and uh, I, I couldn't, unfortunately, I couldn't name. Or we'd be here kids. for three hours. We run out of, we run out <laughs> and of I'm disc sure space. I forgot. And now we're gonna go when they were peewees, not what they did yes. after peewees. This yes. is when they were a peewee. Like, like Anders Lee does not make this list. No. Okay, no. so just for the record, <laughs> Anders Lee does make the list. All right, and so he was a great peewee. But and we could not keep this to five. <laughs> exactly. So we had to sneak had to six. in six. But there's five kids on, on the number, number six. six. Spot, so. so you can see where we're going yeah. with this, okay? And and Mason Nevers isn't one of Mason them. That's Nevers the fun isn't one. One. That's great. That's cla- <laughs> another kid that he's number seven. But yeah. Uh, all right. So who are the five Russians? The five That's Russians. So we, so we made up. It was kind of the term that the dads made up when when the, it was. Uh, it's Jack Jensen, uh, Grant Silinoff, Jet Jungles, Ben Brinkman, and Mike Vorlicky. 
They're all machine kids. That's all, why they were all in that. They were all, all, they, all they machine played the line. So they were yep. as first years. They all played on a line as a first year line. Yeah, I believe it. And and so when they were second years, all the we we put them all out there together in a power play unit, and we call and the and the the, the parents nicknamed them the Russians because it was just tick <laughs> tack <laughs> boom, boom, boom boom boom. And this is a credit to Keith Jungles and that group of coaches that had yeah. these kids from Squirts and 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 Green and these kids that they. One of the greatest part about that group was that they didn't really care about winning. They just didn't want to lose. Right. They they didn't want the L. They, yeah. they the, the wins were bad. Eh, the wins a win. The, the, yeah, the yeah. wins at second that was the, the the byproduct of it. Right. They did not want to lose. And I still remember a great story when um because they didn't lose the squirts. So nope. two years of squirts. Technically they didn't lose in, in Minnesota, Minnesota as yep. but when we lost that game against Honeybake, yeah, was the only loss we had that year. Yep. We're coming back to the locker room, and, and Grant Solonoff, I still remember this, just kind of looks at me and goes, Coach, does that count as a loss? And I said <laughs> to Grant, I said, Grant, if you'd have won the game, would it have counted as a win? He said, yeah. And I go, well, then it counts, counts as a loss. loss. And he says, no! <laughs> <laughs> they just took it that hard. Well, they t- that was a tough trip that you guys took oh, there. Yeah. I mean, you, it wasn't like you, there was no Little Sisters of Poor. I think you played oh, Little Caesars. Little Caesars and uh, Compuware. Compuware and, and then and Honeybake. We played Honeybake Honey first. Right, and they were. And that was a. That was. They won the national championship yep. that year. That was one of the last years of the Pee Wee yeah. National yep. Championship. So, but so those five when uh, they had them for two years in a row, and they were they were fantastic. They had a great run. They lost one game in Minnesota in two years. One. Two, yep. Two we'll, get one. <laughs> we'll get to that one. We'll get to that one. We'll get to that one. All right. Uh, we'll stick with Edina, and then we'll go switch over. Okay. We're gonna go uh, number five uh, on your list. This kid's playing, I think, in the AHL. You might have caught a call up here. Yeah. Called up and had a goal. His first got two goals. Did he really? Oh, shocking! He scored goals. Are we giving it away at this point? Probably. Go ahead. What's Uh, his name? I go with Kiefer Bellows. Um, And they, then they're, you know, he and Casey Dornbach had a great one-two punch there when playing together. I can only imagine uh, how good they won back to back, right? Well, uh, they won. Two Fargo's, two Pee Wee titles, two Bantam titles, and a high school title. In a, yeah, in a, that's in not a, a bad seven-year run, run right? <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad run. Not a bad run. <laughs> no, not, not a bad, a bad run, run. But uh, just, you know, outstanding, just a pure goal-scoring machine. When he shot the puck, it was going in the net. Now we're going now we're gonna switch over to, we're gonna, to okay. guys you coached Coach against. The so there, was, there were six there, so now we go five-five. Right, so perfect. number five, this is a recent one. He just got named to the National Development yep. Program a few yep. weeks back from Rosemount. Charlie Strammel from Rosemont. What was um, so great about him other than just being big? And he used his size. And he was strong, fast, mean. He was mean. mean. You know, sometimes those big kids just kind of get a little, you know, just kind of go through the motions. He and was, well, especially when he played against us, he wanted he wanted he wanted to, blood. He, yeah, he yeah. did. He wanted a piece of us, and he wanted he took over a couple of games. I remember the game in Rosa. We were up on him by two or three, and he just basically took over the game and pumped in three. And There's nothing to do, do, right? It was like <laughs> I still remember him going. Down, he, I think he came down. It, it might have been Benny Dexheimer, and he probably outweighed him by a hundred pounds. And he just went right around him and just I, go, I come back to Benny and I go, Benny, you did nothing wrong. He just he yeah, just, he's he just, good. He just Barrett, probably Barrett. Oh, Benny's an 02, Charlie's oh, an 04. Pretty Barrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did nothing wrong. He just he's just he just outweighs you by a hundred pounds. And he's like two feet taller too. <laughs> you were right there. He just went right over the top of you and just bulldozed you into the net. Yeah, he had some games. I mean, he had. I think there was a game in our lumberjack cup where he had like nine points. Yeah, 
And like, he was he's he's a player. Do whatever he wants. Dumb, so. All right, switching back. Now, here's one. You, there was three Walker brothers. They were all good. Yep. Every one of them were good. This one you picked Jack. I why picked why Jack. Jack Walker? Um, well, I only had Sammy for one year. Okay, right. So, and yeah. then when he came back, and I had I had Benny for two years, and Benny was a fun player to coach. But I would say Jack Walker might have been the smartest pl- hockey sense player I've ever had. Yeah. And he was like – he. he you just could see what was going to happen. He was five Steps plays before. ahead before anybody else on the ice. And the funniest thing about his is I don't think the kid sharpened his skates for two years. I look at his skates, it looked like he was like he walked to the rink on them and could skate like the wind, turn around on a dime. And why was that? I he don't just, know. I just didn't, he didn't need edges. <laughs> just, he had the best edges so I've easy. ever seen. Oh, just an effortless. Uh, and is he the, the one that played as a ninth grader for? Yes. Oh. And, then he, and then he left. And he left. Uh, left and played major junior. Yeah. But he, he ran the power play for Edina High School as, as, a, ninth, a, ninth as grader. a ninth grader. Yeah, and yeah. he was uh, he was just off the charts smart, um, just a real interesting. Cause I still remember the story when I, I he, we were in a regional game at uh, over God, it was a Cottage Grove, and I sitting with Andy Budish, one of my coaches, and we're looking, and he goes up to the concession stand and gets one of these big gulp Mountain Dews. <laughs> Goes over the goes over the garbage can and pours a little bit out and reaches in his pocket and pulls out a Red Bull and pours the Red Bull in there. No way! <laughs> I, go, I go. No wonder the kids' feet don't stop moving for an hour and a half. <laughs> I like, I like yeah, a, like Mountain Dew wasn't enough. No, they right? had to put the Red Bull kicker on there and they. Oh, but he was a. That's almost like booze. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's like a Manhattan. Yeah, right. It's great, like yeah, it's booze with booze, other, caffeine could, with caffeine. That right? could feed like the family for a month right there. It's like oh, just classic. But that's was so good. funny. Well, we have a good one here on the other side, number four. We call it the Big Three OMG. This would be Faber, Janicki, and Kukkonen. What do you remember about that, playing those guys? I remember seeing them in our zone an awful lot. (laughs) 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 And uh, just the speed and the way they played together. That was one of the the top lines I've probably seen in peewee hockey. All the years I've coached, they were just a solid, solid team. I mean, that was was probably the – the last of the super super, super teams. teams, I agree. The, Sixteen yep. for sure, and, and they, they almost were, got beat. They were losing yes. to Duluth East yeah. in the third period, yeah. I think. We had got the unfortunate of playing them in the first first round because <laughs> they I, lost in regions. I'll never forget that Curtis, game. Yeah, Curtis, they, Curtis. Curtis, they threw the game against Prior Lake. But the, the thing about that game is, you guys played them in the first round, yeah. and it was one versus two, and I'm like. Okay, I don't normally cover. Yeah. I usually Peter covers the North, and I cover the, yep. the the Metro and whatever is whatever whatever chips fall. I'm like Peter. I'm going to Grand Rapids <laughs> because the championship games being played <laughs> on Friday at noon. First game of the yeah, tournament. First game too. of the tournament. Yeah. So yeah, good. it was a pretty uh, good team. Yeah, those, they those were good. Well they were documented solid. on youth hockey. Yeah, yep. but those three were good. So they we don't have solid. to go too depth here. Nope. Number three on the uh, Edina side. This is one of my all-time favorites. People hate how much I pumped this guy's tires. <laughs> I think he was robbed of Mr. Hockey. I can only imagine how good he was as a peewee. He was good. Uh, Dylan Malmquist. Played uh, two years for us, and um, it, he and uh, he, he played in the line with Chase Jungles, and they were a big one-two punch. Yeah, I believe us. it. Uh, I, I kind of told you the story. We were playing the championship game, and uh, and uh, their other line mate, Mark Kasky, they all they all three played two years for us. Great line. Mark gets a, kind of a it's questionable checking checking from behind penalty. Bad call. Bad. Call. Everyone hates you, Dinah. Oh, got right? a terrible call, and um, we're up by a goal. They were playing Elk River. They proceed to get two goals early in the in the man advantage. So yep. we're down by a goal. 
Well, a little known story is uh, Derek Malmquist, Dylan's dad. Yeah. Most mild mannered guy in the world. He like he's up by the glass. He looks over at Dylan. It's like get your ass going or something. And Dylan's like Screw <laughs> opening. It. So the, that face off, Dylan goes between the legs, goes right down, boom, scores. We're tied up. But two minutes later, Chase chips one off the glass. Dylan picks up. He goes walks two more D scored. Short handed. Two, two shorties to go so back. Four on the goals lead. in one power. Four fight. goals in one power. We got two shorties to go back on the lead and then <laughs> end up winning the game. So, but he took the game over pretty much those two by themselves. I think they killed four minutes out of the five minute power play. He could do it all. He I mean, was. A, he, he could was a, just he was, when do he wanted it all. to go. He was. He could was go. It, was it you the guy who said it was secretariat? He gets the great oats or yeah, something like that. That was your line. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they feed that the mom house, They feed him the prime that, that's oats. Why, that's why Liam grew yes. later because he was he never got anything to eat. <laughs> <laughs> That was so funny. And then I had Garrett the next year, and I, yes. think, I think all the teams took it out on Garrett for yes. what their brother did. And he come back to the bench and just getting pounded on by yeah, all He was good at that, though. He was good. But he, he was did, good I, at I felt that. bad for Garrett because he always, oh, you're a mom quest. Yeah, Your brother killed us last year. We're going to take it him. out on you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That all right. Now, we got a great one here. We have number three on the versus side. I love this because <laughs> when we were prepping this, it was like your eyes lit up. He goes, oh, I got a great one. This this. <laughs> This player was from Wyzetta. Wyzetta. Let's talk a little about about played, her. Played with uh, played with Grant Bessie. No way! Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and we played them in the semifinal. We had some great battles with them. Uh, this is the would have been our 08 team. We played them in the semifinals of the state tournament in Wilmer, and um, we were I bet up. you love that. Oh. I love you loved when they go to oh. obscure oh, places yeah. for state, oh, it's right? Great. So we 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 get up three nothing in the first period, right? Yeah. Well. We go end of the second period. It's three three. They score three in the second period. We come back to the locker room. You know, they're doing the ice, and our kids yeah. are all bummed out. They go, oh, well, well, and I go, hey guys, if I'd have said it was going to be three three going to the third period, would you have taken it? They said, yeah. I said, well, it's three three going to the third period. Who cares? Let's go. Right, yeah, let's yeah. go. I mean, they were a good team. We were a good team. We were probably two. We were probably the top two teams that year yep. in state. And um, so we end up going out the third period, back and forth, back and forth. And uh, Anthony Walsh, I never forget, he ru- starts rushing the puck up, gets over the red line, and kind of flips one into the zone, and it takes one of those weird little goofy bounces oh, and bounces, bounces, bounces right by the and goalie. And that won it? And that was about two minutes left in the game, and it goes in, and that was the game winner. And it kind of felt bad that it was like the, for the goal, because he played well. Our goalie played really well. And uh, – and it was just it was a great back and forth game, and that was the game winner with Anthony throwing in from half court. So the player we were talking oh, about sorry, is Danny Cameronese. Danny Cameronese, who was on that team, uh, ended up going to Minnesota. Yep, being a, she a gold medalist, uh, playing on Olympic. Yeah, couple Olympic teams. for sure, she's playing on the U.S. national team now, um, and, and and she as a peewee was a, a darn good peewee player. She was a top player in, in the state. She she was one. I mean, besides Bessie, she was their next best player. Really, and and was all as good as anybody we had on our team. And she could fly. She was mean. Yeah. She, she I remember in the first game. Of the, and this is when checking was, was legal, legal. And she probably she, didn't have any issues with it, did she? She put out a kid from Eden I can't remember the name, but she took a kid out and broke, I think he broke his collarbone in, in the, in the, with a body check in the in the first game of the, the state tournament. <laughs> I had a chance. I was uh, uh, on an air. I can't remember where I was coming from, but she and I were on this literally sat right next to each other. And I got to talk to her about her mm-hmm. growing up, and she's like, "Yeah, playing with boys was the greatest thing ever happened." Oh yeah. And the fact that we're sitting here today oh, and you're fun. talking about oh, she's she one was, of the top she was a great, players she was you a ever very coached good against. Kiwi player, no question. All right, number two for you. Uh, this one is th- th- there's so many good ones, but this this kid, 
literally just dominated youth hockey and high school hockey all the way. It's kind of unfortunate his pro he didn't turn pro. Yeah, I his, think the injuries, the knee yeah. injuries, kind of came the came back and haunted scooter him. Scooter yeah. injury at the U. <laughs> I mean, help. this kid had some. He had, one of his injuries was football. Yeah, right. Well, he, we blew his ACL out in the, yeah. in the kickoff coverage in, in this uh, senior year of football. Someone was telling me year. recently he was one of the best football players out well, there. He was great. Well, he and Anders both. Yeah, I mean both. both. But uh, so Zach, Zach Budish and going along with that group, I mean, you had you, you had a, with Budish and Lee and uh, Connor Gorder and Marshall Everson. Yeah, I was gonna say there had to be Baker Everson and Rican. That was, I mean, those you could pick one of them. You know, they all that was the uh, team that. Sh- should have been the state champions yeah. in 09, yep. right? They yep. should have been. Yep. The be- they were the best team. They were better no than – they were – with with Budish, they were better than Jefferson. They were better than mm-hmm. Eden Prairie, who yep. were the top two teams in the state exactly. that year. Yep. No, but they had uh, – but Zach was uh, – what probably made him better than even a player was his leadership. Right. His leadership capabilities were off the ch- – he was one of those guys that was just a natural born. You know he was going to be a captain. You know he was going to be a captain that – Edina, you yeah, be a captain at the university. You know, he's probably a captain on his pro team over in yeah. Sweden. I'm sure everywhere and, he uh, goes, right? Just to you know, and always you know had that drive and just that hate to lose attitude and just one of those just hard nose. And you know, like you said, he was big, strong, he was fast physically as a pee- gifted as too. a peewee, but he didn't take that for granted. Right? He he, he would you know go over you, kind of like what a strammel would do. Yeah, just just destroy I'm taking, it. Right? I'm taking you. I'm go, I'm the biggest, baddest man on the planet. I'm taking. Yeah, I love hearing that because you've seen them both play. You know, mm-hmm. Strammel. It's funny you you identify Strammel and Budish the same way. I would too. I'm yep. like, yeah, it's a great analogy of the players. All right, uh, here's a fun one um, on the peewee side and the versus side. I mean. I mean, can can you really tell a story about a high school or youth hockey without talking about Kyle Rowe? Not really. It's hard, Not isn't really. it? Not really. And, you know, and I'll even throw a, a two-way with his brother, his older brother, Chad. Yeah. When I, Did you he, coach him or coach I against him? I coached him my last year at EP, and okay. I coached against him my first year at, at Edina. Edina. Cool, cool. And, and another really solid hockey player. But uh, obviously Kyle kind of, you know, everybody's – Knows what uh, what he did, state right? State tournament in high school, but two titles as a peewee. He he that they they had there was another team that that Eden Prairie team when he was a peewee had they were loaded they they were very very good team won the state championship up in uh, Duluth that year beat us in the semifinals and I still remember the game we had battles with them we oh we, I'm we, sure we, I think we played them five times that year lost all five games really and I think four of the five were by a goal. Really, and a couple might have been OT. One of them was triple OT in the uh, in the district championship game, and then they, 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 but just complete, absolute great games. They were just a little bit better, right? And and they had Rao, and it, it, kind of the difference, yeah, wasn't he? Basically, was the difference maker in that group. And oh, that's he, so cool. So, but he was a, he was a heck of a hockey player. All right, uh, best player, and this is just so everybody knows when. When I uh, asked, when I started writing this down, he goes, oh, that's so easy. Number one is so easy. And it shocked me, not because there's so many great players, but just it was so, uh, what shocked me is how easily you knocked out this kid's name. Who is it? It's Nate Hagemel, bar none, best player I've ever had. And, you know, with all due respect to the other 100 or 200 kids that ever played for me, there was not, he was the best. He was the best, bar none, and, um, it just everything he did, he it was he wasn't the biggest. No. You know, but he was strong. Yeah. But he had that tenacity. he was like Mark Messier. He had that attitude. And just was like and he intimidated people. He'd go, he could skate, he could shoot, he wanted to win, he wanted to score, he wanted to make his teammates better. 
he just was one of those kids that I um, that I, I wouldn't want to coach against him, right? Because you couldn't stop him. He'd kill a penalty by himself. He just really? take it and then go down and score at the end. You know, <laughs> icing like, on the cake, yeah. right? And uh, and and to kind of go along with the the, the, the next person that uh, the the oh, the versus the, the versus kid, right? would be a, a Blake Wheeler. Who's was the hardest kid to stop, yeah. right? And those two had battles, and they were the same age. Same age. So we played Wyzetta that you know probably played them four or five times again, like you know you play the local teams, and every time, and they were probably top two or three team like us, and it would be Wheeler versus Hagemo, Wheeler Hagemo, and that would be the. So I'd say we get up by a couple goals. I'd take Nate, who was a center. Yeah, he go right back to D. Oh, so he played forward as he a played youth. Forward as a youth. Okay, all right. He go right back to D, and I'd say when Wheeler goes over the boards. You're, you're coming going, over. You're with. going over the world, and, you, and you're him, and he's and he'd shut him down, and just like that would be that was his job. He gave him a job, he'd do it. He would do it. What was uh, I'm guessing? Wheeler was tall, right? Yeah, and hard to stop. Yep, he was. You know, like he had good reach, good shot. One of those kind of he he was kind of he he's kind of like he is now, just a little bit, just a little smaller version of him. Yeah, he just so you're that. saying he was the best one. If you're saying he's number one, yeah. So how in the world does Blake Wheeler not make it to the national camp or even to the State camp. I mean, is this just a classic whiff by Minnesota hockey? There's been more than one. <laughs> well, Casey Middlestad too. I mean, but like Casey Middlestad didn't even make it out of district. No. Like the district people didn't exactly. even take him. Like, yeah. wait, whoa, he had like 50 points as a first year Bantam, yeah. and that wasn't good enough. Oh, no. it's, you it's, know? Yeah, that some of that stuff, that, that HP stuff, blows me away. It's what 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 doesn't happen and what happens? Up. But like I've I used to like make like federal cases out of it. Then I realized after a couple of years of them missing all the time, like oh, I look really bad. Yeah. This is bad form making fun of these guys they just don't know no you know what i mean they just don't understand they don't they aren't at the rink and doing it you know and that was you know that's 20 21 years ago and those guys played head-to-head against peewees and then you know the great thing about nathan i remember, I still remember when he so he played two years he played hit that was my first year he was the second he played two years of bantams and then went to play for holy angels for yes Treble as a ninth grader moved him back to d and he played uh top top two defensemen at whole who won the Basically, went the they won the state championship there. Yep. He was a ninth grader playing a defenseman as one of their top two D. Isn't that crazy? It's unreal. It yeah, just, he was, was uh, he was a man child. Yep. It was very hard you know, to stop. The injuries, you know, if he 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 would have probably played. He would with the new rules in the NHL right he now. Yeah. He would have thrived if it wasn't if it wasn't for the shoulder injuries. He was kind of like the, the next gen. He was kind of like Crowley, yep. right? Yep. You know, kind of same kind of defenseman. Exactly. exactly. I wonder if Crowley ever played forward. He could have. You know what I mean? He could have played anywhere he wanted to. You I would know? have taken him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, so let's go to uh, tough losses first, and then we'll go to big wins to uh, wrap the show. All right. All right, so uh, number five on the list. I yep. like this one. I yeah, kind of, kind of took a, part in yep. this one, too. This is it's not a, a hockey win or hockey loss. This uh, is a, it was this a is society a, loss. Yeah, yeah. We lost a, a good kid here. I want you to ta- tell some stories about George Lagerstrom, who died the season. Uh, you know, It was after the season, actually. George died mm-hmm. after the season. It was the first year because Jack was the first year for us. No, and second then, year. No, Jack was the second year for us, but we had, yeah, when, when he was diagnosed. He was diagnosed, heart, but then passed that, away. That next, that next, that next in year. the summer. So he was, you know, then he was going back and forth to the hospital, and they ended up going into, they ended up going to Philadelphia yep. to see the specialist for his heart condition. And our kids really kind of rallied around that whole deal because Jack would have been, he's, he was a second year, and we had, yes. we had just a motivation that we were going to win this whole thing for George and to kind of keep, you know, make his life great. Yeah, you know, what little was we didn't know what was left of it, 
And so every tournament we had a sign, you know, this Feel is the Force. George and Feel the Force. He was a big Star Wars guy and loved Star Wars. And so when we did that, we took every picture and we'd send it to him. We'd make sure the trophy got delivered to him. And, and when we won the uh, – he was back. I believe he was back when we won the state – by the time we won state that year. In, at Braemar. At Braemar. And we took the trophy and got it to him. And, and, and uh, he was uh, – he was – Absolutely just fired up at that. And then he unfortunately passed away a little bit later that year. I'll never forget the funeral. There was two things about the funeral. One is the yellow Edina State jerseys. Yep. The whole team was there. Yep. I'm sure you were at the funeral mm -hmm. as well. But the balloons the afterwards. Balloons. <laughs> the, the orange balloons. <laughs> oh, And I felt yep. weird taking a picture of it. Yep. But I knew I was going to write an article about the funeral and about George a little bit more in depth because we had we had stayed on that story pretty heavily throughout the season with some exactly. Twitter and yep. some stuff. And I know that that uh, Freddie had written some stuff about him. And Ed Lagerstrom had sent me a note and called and mm -hmm. talked to me for about an hour about you know how gracious we were about his son and everything. And yep. and that funeral, I just had to take a picture of the balloons because oh, it, it was unbelievable. It was I still remember the picture you had. In the, yeah, on the, on the web that was great. It was but, really I mean, that, cool. Just a class family, great people. Great yeah, kid. That's a tough and, loss. Uh, it was a t very tough loss for us, but it one of those things that in a it uh it, it helped us as a team. It, I'll still be I'll still it still happens. Uh, I don't know if I'll see it anymore, but I was at a Bantam B game a couple years ago. Nah, it was last two years ago where I saw the orange heart. Oh yeah. And yeah. I went up and I got a picture nice. of it. It was like bam, it was you know it was, it was, it was a yeah. friend basically so George now would have been like probably a freshman in high school this year. Because I know he's a year behind my daughter's a sophomore, okay. he's a yep. year behind. That's he's like an right. five ish. Right. Yeah. He's an five uh, born kid. But um so there were some O fives playing Bantams last year or the year before and he, his kid still had a, his sticker on the back love of the helmet. I, this, I went in with it. my camera, just hammered a picture of it. So love it. That's love great. doing that. So all right, uh uh, next game, this is actual hockey games yep. now. This will be the uh, region final down in Burnsville, 2012. 12. If I could read the roster of that team, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's uh, Copeland, Walker, Mismash. Oh, my God. Yeah, was, Third line. Oh, uh, Well, obviously, Luke Johnson Phillips. Playing at Phillip, yep, Phillips. Joe Hankinson. Joe Hankinson. Um, yeah, Phillips. I can um, keep going. Okay. Uh, Tabor. Um, Crosby didn't even make the team. No. He played Pee Wee Bees that yeah. year. Um, but, I mean, the list of players on that team was just uh, deep, deep, deep. That was one of the better Pee Wee A or double yeah. A years of all time because oh. Lakeville South, Eden oh, Prairie, would, yeah. Prior Lake. There was six, seven. Farmington was good that year. There was a bunch of really good solid, teams solid that team. year. That was yeah. the first year of YHH, and I remember, is it always this good? <laughs> like, no, it's not always this good, you know. Yeah, we had we had a, we had a, we lost a Prior Lake uh, that morning in, in regionals. The, in the first game. Yep, and they have who was the kid that that really Scott Reedy? No, no well Reedy was was oh oh, oh. who the other kid? Oh uh, gosh, the, the, the kid that was a he kid. had like a hundred and five yeah, goals. Uh, yeah, oh, um, I can't even think of his name now. He was just Isn't a, that sad? No, it's really bad. Isn't it? <laughs> I can't even think. Of it. I can remember he's sturdy and yeah. big, big thighs, he kind of bow legged, and he just skated really well. God, what was his I'm name? gonna uh, kill myself. But he this. was a, he was a stud, and um, but that yeah, we lost to them. Played a really good game, lost them, and then we played Eden Prairie in the second game, the backdoor game, to get and I think we outshot them late about Sunday forty-five afternoon. to fifteen. And the Rasmussen kid that went then ended up leaving. Dayton Rasmussen, I think Colorado. he's out of hockey. Oh my God, I think he is. Really? I mean, he went to Denver, 
right after he was at Denver, but I don't think that he after a year. I think he went on hockey. I tell you, one he thing, was he, unbelievable. He played out of his mind. I remember. I remember Grant Mismash might have had two or three breakaways on him, and the kids stoned him every time, and we just couldn't score and lost two to one. Kevin Fellows. Fellows. I didn't even have to look it up. I did not get it in here. I I just hit me right as I I Google it. Kevin, he was was, unbelievable. I think he had like 109 goals. He'd be one of those kids that could go up in that uh, (laughs) best player played against, too. Yes, no question about uh, it. So we ended up losing that game, and that for that group of kids, that was a, you know, Big disappointment. Big disappointment. That but, I mean, Eden Prairie tough. made it to the state yeah. semis that yep. year. They beat yep. Lakeville South up in Alexandria. So, all right, number three on the list. Uh, the Hermantown state game a couple years ago. First today. round. First round. We Friday a, afternoon. The first game of the day again. Yeah. Um, we had a couple goals disallowed. One was legit. I don't know if the other one was. But um, I remember the referee because uh, it was uh, Tommy Cronin knocked it over to, to – uh, to Clarky and Clarky put it in. They came back to the bench and they, Tommy goes, Coach, I knocked it over to him with my hand. I go, Well, don't say anything. Let's see what they say. Yeah. So the guy comes over and says, uh, Yeah, it was, it was kind of a hand pass. He goes, hey, hey, my kid already admitted he did. So I'm not going to argue the call. <laughs> right. right. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I just yeah. wanted to see if you guys are going to make the call. Yeah. Uh, so were they disallowing it? They though? disallowed the goal. No, but were they? They no, they hadn't. But then they were talking. So about they it. do this first with the, yeah, the they hand. Counted first. They counted it. They counted it. And then they had another one. That I don't know what happened. But then there was a couple plays that uh, Hermantown was offsides on one that was pretty blatant. And uh, then there was a hand pass. They scored twice on two goals, and we ended up losing by. And a you're goal. in the same side of the bracket as OMG, right? Uh, I know they were in the bottom half. They were okay. We would have played Stillwater in the next game. Right. Okay. And then, yep. And then, uh, so yeah, that was kind of a that was a painful because I thought we had a, that that group of kids had a good chance of. Uh, that was a decent something. group. It was a really good group of kids. All right, uh, number two, we talked a little bit about the yep. Honey Bake team. I don't know who is. I, I can't go. Oh, you remember that? No, guy? I have no who idea. Who knows who was on the two thousand Honey no. Bake team? But they were a really good team. Actually, after the trip, I remember John Silinoff giving me a bunch of information. And I kind of wrote up a little write up yep. about the trip. And I coached, I called the coach from Honeybaked to get his kind of some quotes. And he talked, just raved about how you guys were and well, remember how we, fun it we was. We talked after the game because you called me and he goes, how'd it go? And I said, well, here, I'll let you talk to their coach. coach is that and, how and, I did and, it? Yeah. And the oh, guy goes, so we, I was we were wondering how it, and the I was said, wondering how that happened. He goes, yeah. he goes that's the best peewee team in the country. We just got, we just beat them. And they're, yeah. Because we, we outplayed them 40 to 15 were the shots. Yeah. And this was without Phillips. Why was he hurt? He broke his wrist. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. Go. Yeah. And um but that was a, that was a fun game. That was a fun trip and uh but that was the only game we lost that year with right. we didn't lose outside the state, but that was the one game we lost that year that that was uh it was it was a blast. We'll get to another game that season later with your big wins too. That was uh, yeah. some fun ones. Yep. Okay, and then and then we got to get to the game uh Chaska <laughs> 2013. Um for some reason, I don't know why I just wanted – I think I – I don't know. I, maybe I was broadcast. I know I was broadcasting the championship for the Bantams and the Peewees, and I got up early and I said, I'm going to go over and check out probably the other semifinal game because it was Minnetonka and somebody. Sure. I'll go watch that and we'll just keep an eye on, you know, Edina. Edina, you guys had already beaten Chaska in the big pumpkin championship, yep. like four to one. Yep. It wasn't It wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't a no, blowout, no, but it no. wasn't – you weren't tested. No. And whatever game I was watching that morning, it got everyone keeps going. Edina and Chaska are tied. Edina and Chaska is one goal. I'm like, I better get over here. And I saw one of the greatest games. It was just 
They were pumping Justin Bach with shots over and over and just couldn't score yeah, on him. He was, and he was big back yeah, then. Remember yeah. how big well, he was? A he big was. And that's, again, one of those games where you go, you can play as well as you want. Doesn't matter. Sometimes you just don't get the bounces, and all of a sudden – it's and they got, the they got bounce. the bounce. I saw the. I was again trying to get the game-winning goal for Edina with my camera, which I should have been on the other side. What a moron! No one wants to see any Edina game-winning goal. Exactly. By the way, Except I know. I know that now, but at the time, I was kind of a rookie with my camera. But anyway, long story short, you say it was a deflection. Bobby Brink must have deflected out of midair. Yeah, then, got out of midair because he got credit for the goal. I think he did. It From my a, angle, looked like it's just a shot. That it was bounced. a shot. At the point he got above his shoulder. It just went straight down and went through our goalie's legs, and they and scored. And it, it bounced over the yeah, goalie. I think it bounced by him. Yes. Was, yeah, and it just kind of one of those weird deals, and called it a goal, and I called the referee over, said it looked like it got it looked like a high stick to me. He goes, I didn't see it. I said, okay, good. The streak's finally over. I don't have to deal with this and, anymore. And the streak, is this, is this, was this a peewee streak, or was this the, the group's streak? I think it was a peewee streak. The peewee streak, streak was 55 well, it was 70 games, 70, 70 yeah. games, right? Yeah, it's like 70, is it? Cause, 70 something. Yeah. But if you took all the sport games well, that Grant Silinoff yeah. had played in, it was, we're talking 100 and something. Yeah, because it was two years of two years of squirts that they didn't lose a game in Minnesota. One and then year one year band. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And now this, and this was the first time they lost a Minnesota game. Yeah. And exactly. It was. It was a pretty. And I still get. I still get selling off and Brinkman blaming me for not starting the right line. Right. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Had you started the right line, we would have been. We would have undefeated and I that said, year too. You know too. what? It was the best thing that happened to this team. It really was. Oh, it was the best thing that ever happened. To it us. really was. It was. We didn't good even. For them. We didn't even get touched after that. No. It was, uh, it no. Was, it was uh, a pretty good team. I still think the 13 team was better than 14. I'm. I'm going to get murdered for saying that, but different that teams. Just, it just different just teams. seemed like they were untouchable. 13 seemed like they were untouchable. Uh, 14 was too, I guess. But it just seemed like they were untouchable. Like was, no one could beat them. I tell you, it was, it was two fun years to coach hockey for me. Oh, I bet it was. It was I bet it was. Fun. All right, so those are the tough losses. Now we can finish this off with big wins. Uh, I love your number one. It's a great answer. Um, number five on your big wins list is 2010 state championship. You talked a little bit about yep, it. We talked about it. Um, with, with Elk River down in Faribault. Yep. Did you play at Shattuck or did you play at Faribault? No, I played at that the Bruce grounds, Smith. The, the Faribault. You know what I love about that rink, though, is I, I went there a few times this year. Is the football field is the Bruce Smith field? I walk in, I go, is this like, is it the Bruce Smith? Bruce Smith? He goes, like, yeah, yep, like yep. the Heisman. I'm like, I never knew he was in Faribault. Well, it's a, it's, it's not a. In the the locker rooms are fantastic. Yeah, and the benches are good and big, and it's yeah. so it's not a bad rink. The, mm -hmm. the rink's a little bit, it's a little old. Older, but, but yeah, yeah. A, the best part is you don't get any cell service in there, so no. all, all the parents and they text their lines. <laughs> Thoughts. They're lying thoughts. They don't. They, you get, you <laughs> Until know, an hour later, right? you walk out the door, it's bing, 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 bing. It's like, hey, how come so and so is playing? I go, yeah, thanks for the comment. Yeah, thank care. you, thank you. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right, uh, let's go to your state championship team. I like this story. You win in 2014 yep. up in Thief River. Thief what do you remember about that? I remember two things. One, the first one was when the guy from USA Hockey came up to me before the first game of the the, the tournament and asked if we were going to go to the – they were doing this national thing for an all-star tournament for uh, peewee teams. And yeah. So, to play in, like, Chicago. It was like something. a regional thing. Yeah. It never happened, it, I don't I think. I think it did. I think Minneapolis might have gone because they couldn't get anybody – any team Maybe, to go. yeah, the single-A champions. Yeah. They were, yeah. I think they ended up going. And um, 
and a guy goes right up to me in front of like four or five other coaches, and they said, "Hey, when you guys are you when guys, you guys win, do you guys want to go to this tournament?" And I looked at the guy and well, wait a minute, if we're fortunate enough to beat these other teams, no, because it's spring break and half our kids are going to be gone anyway. Yeah. But I thought I, I thought that was kind of funny. The guy come right up and ask us, and then I remember not having a bite of food for basically the whole weekend. And it wasn't because was, you were sick. No, it was because I was so nervous about losing this thing. Yeah, because I knew, I, like Gino said, you know, Junior Orama, you I, had secretariat that year. You really did. It was going to be screwing up secretariat, and uh, I didn't want to screw it up because I looked, I knew it was going to be my fault. If we won, it wasn't my. It was, but if we lost, it was on me. Yeah, and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. And um, you weren't really tested. Um, I mean, you played Rochester bad. in the finals. finals. Maybe it was like 5-2 or something like that. It really wasn't yeah, like, that yeah. close. Grant, I think, uh, no. Uh, Zilinoff went he had, great. He had five he goals that game. He went, Did Grant, he really? Yeah, he had five. I think it was 7-1. Yeah. yeah. He had five. I remember he was. He had a crazy yeah. state tournament. And really I wasn't, I mean, it was Thief of Rafal. Yeah. I mean, I was covering something else, I'm sure. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was uh, no, it was, that was. Oh, 14. It, that was the Grand Rapids won sure. the state title in Bantam. Sure. So up in Rogers. Sure. That's where I was. And uh, that was one of those deals where it just, it was, I, uh, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was so scared of losing that Isn't tournament. Isn't that funny? That just That's was, the worst. Oh, it is the awful. worst when you it's have the better team by two times and you got to go coach yeah. it. And it's I like, you know, don't funny. mess it I didn't up. feel like that in 13. A little bit, but not as bad. But this really? one was like, okay. Well, no. you had just gone through, like, winning. Like, your 12 team was okay. Yep. I mean, you didn't win a lot because that was a really deep yep. Pee Wee year. Yep. Uh, but well, 13, you won everything, obviously. Um, but you just kind of got used to winning. So you, losing, especially in a key game like that, is is definitely scary yep. stuff. All right, we're getting down to the wire here. Now, this is a game we talked about 13. Um, state semis, you played Duluth East. Now, let me set the stage here. This is, again, you haven't lost in Minnesota, and we're 53 and 0 at this point mm -hmm. in Minnesota. Um, but Duluth East isn't bad. I mean, they had Luke Lamaster, Garrett Worth, Ian Mayju. Um, they were a really good, good team. team. That, that, those kids, as seventh graders, two years later, were on the team that were. Were lost to the that Vietnam. beat yeah, that yeah. beat whatever in 2015. Oh, yeah, exactly. yeah, yes. You know yes. they they didn't play a huge role, but Maju had the big pass to Ash Altman, who mm -hmm. who had that game winner against Edina exactly. in, the, in the state semis. Exactly. So there's some da talent there on Duluth East, yeah, and they were and they were and they were mean. They, they were they big. Played, they played with some edge, and they they were physical, and they were you know they came after us. So they this were. team now, it's state semis. It's in your barn. Yeah. And there's a lot of people there's at this a game. People. A lot of people uh, for a PBAA game. Uh, walk through the game. What were you, What are your takeaways from that game? Um, one of the biggest things, we, they, they really were physical with us, and we weren't. You, know, you didn't we, respond, we, we, right? We, no, we Speaking of we racehorses, yeah, the horse we was were, not we responding, not right? We were kind of backing off, backing off. They were coming at us. We scored. I think we we get up one. They go two. You know, one one. We get up two one, two two. I th it was it was either two two or three three late in the game. Yeah, and I still remember when uh, Bjorn Swanson came down and and you know fired one. I think you know he probably only had about four or five goals all year. Fired up, you know, scored a goal with about four or five minutes left in the game, and, and then we just went 
then we went crazy. We just we started really playing well and held on for a while. But went into lockdown. It and um, but it was and until still to this day, I love it. Bjorn and, and Jamie, his dad, they 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 referred to it as the goal. <laughs> In the Swanson <laughs> yeah, household, yes. that was the goal. It's the goal. It and, really uh, was. So, but it was a great hockey game. Um, I I do remember them. Be, you know, it was a lot of clutching and grabbing. They they, yeah. did, a, they did a great job of slowing us down. Yeah. And the referees weren't calling it, and it was like, "Hey, if you can get away with it, you can get away with it." But they did, they did, they played the perfect game plan against us. Yeah, it damn near worked, but it was a it was a hell of a hockey game, and uh, and we ended up going on and beating Wyzetta in the in the finals that year. All right, we're down to two two more games to go. You played uh, your first title. We mentioned this a little bit yep. before. Uh, you're up in Brainerd. Uh, you win the state title. Who'd you beat? And we what, 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 what beat what Roseville in the championship game. We had a really good game. The, the semifinals were against White Bear, who were the defending champions. Yep. And um, I can't remember who we played in the first round, but the other, probably the other best. Te- we, were, we were there was two top teams in that year. Um, one of them was a Moorhead team. Yeah. With uh, was this the Becker and Becker, Lee and those Vanderbilt, guys? Lee, yeah, they were good. They actually beat us twice that year, and we beat them once. They were they were they were a darn good hockey team. They lost to Roseville in the semifinals, unfortunately, because you know we, we didn't right. have a chance to play them in the finals. When we should, they were the, they were they were the second they, best team. Well, they were just as good as us. I yeah, mean, yeah, I don't yeah. Th- it was one and one a. There was we you know we weren't any better than they were, and they weren't any better than us. But right, two really good you know. Really good hockey teams. It was too bad that they lost in the uh, in the semifinals. But in a way, I was like, God, I'm kind of glad they did. We might not have won the game. <laughs> yeah, but, that's true. But, uh, but that was my first title uh, coaching as a head coach, and so that was kind of special. You know, as a, as my first year coaching and, and taking the group that uh, seven state titles. That's pretty impressive. Well, the one thing I always say that I. I Never scored a goal from the bench, and, and, uh, <laughs> ne- but never let one in either, too. So That's guess, true. Say, but so, I mean, the teams that I've had have, have won seven. I was just lucky enough to be a part of them and, and like I said, not screw them up too bad. And, and there's That's probably, true. And there's probably a couple that uh, that we shouldn't have won, and there's probably a couple that we should have won away. That, didn't, that we didn't win. I could probably go through some seasons that say, oh, yeah, well, that team should have won. Yeah. Well, this team, we got lucky there, you know. Right. And, and, yeah, and that's the way that hockey goes. Look at Doug Wook. Yeah. Perfect example. Exactly. How many great teams did he have at the U exactly. and couldn't break through? No question. All right, last one. I like this one. This is uh, your number one win. Let's walk through uh, your state championship as a player. Uh, win over Kennedy. I don't remember. Kennedy. I just All I remember for that game, you're going to laugh, is Dallas Miller dancing down the sidelines after a goal. That's all I remember. Well, he he, he yellow yeah, well, Cooper he, right? he scored on the penalty shot. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all I remember from yeah. the game. But you guys ran away with it at the end, uh, didn't you? We kind of weird. It was two-two going in the final period. They yeah, we got up. Uh, I, I actually scored the first goal of the game, which was kind of fun because I was I just come back from an injury. Right, played about the last four games, five games of the season, playing fourth line. I was t- thankful enough to get put back on the team, and then um, and end up scoring the first goal of the championship game. And then we ended up going uh, into third period two-two. And uh, Marty Nanny got the game winner, and then uh, uh, Paul Ranheim scored, and we ended up winning four two. But we played those guys four or five times during the year again, and just a, you know, we you know knew them pretty well. They knew us pretty well. And and do you remember? I forget that. Uh, God, look at that list: Jeff Johnson from Dave Sarp, Greg Dornbach, Greg Dornbach, Craig Shepard, Bill Mork. These are the goal scorers. I'm yep. reading off of RRR right now. And Marty did score the goal from Pete, Pete, Pete Hankinson and Jerry Jerry Kaler. <laughs> no way, yeah, Jerry Kaler. Oh man, and then and then Ranharm gets the uh, unassisted so the, goal late yep. in the game, and then they had. Uh, 
Jeff Mees, who was their regular goaltender, was hurt, and Bruce Wilson. I remember that he was their backup that played the whole tournament because Mees like broke, sprained this his ankle. This is of Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. And uh, but yeah. they were they were they were a good team. They were scrappy. Yeah, Bruce Wilson, but, and yours was Schwartzy, right? Yeah. Schwartzbauer, yeah. Chris Schwartzbauer. But that, yeah, I mean, being able to do that and being part of a, a high school championship was it just was was awesome. And I can only imagine. I mean, it's a lot of fun coaching. These, and watching these kids and seeing how they react to it, but when you're playing it and winning it, it's, there's there's no other feeling. There's no like comparison. It. No, it really there isn't. is no comparison. It really isn't. Well, we've had a, a whale of a show. We got to 90 minutes. <laughs> I knew once, once we got to 53 minutes, I'm like, there's no Let way this is going to be 60 minutes. Oh. This is going to be a 90 minute version. Oh, we covered a lot of ground, a lot of a lot of names, a lot of teams, uh, a lot sure of history. I a bunch. We didn't even get. To, we didn't even throw Minnesota hockey into the bus as no. much as I thought we were gonna. Yeah, we were but gonna be, uh, well, we were pretty nice. We're nice to them. We were nice pretty nice about nice it. But it was a bad. blast. It was a lot of fun. And last but not least, so Larry Johnson and Bill Ramsey are best friends, right? Yes. I know yep. this because I've yep. seen them at, oh, yeah. the at the office at Bernatello's. Yes. So today's show is brought to you by Lots of Matza Pizza. Yeah, but you go way back with the Ramsey, family. The Ramsey family. How many Lots of Matzas have time. you had in uh, your... Way in your... too many. Way too... <laughs> a lot of them I had to pay for, too. Yes, <laughs> yes. I know. I, I don't pay for too many uh, more these days. Yeah, I've, been, I've been lucky, but it's a great pizza, half pound of cheese. Yep. If you're in this quarantine, you're looking for a, a little food, little sustenance, you get to the grocery store, look for lots and lots of pizzas. We appreciate your and support. And if you don't like the thick ones, the Bella Torino. Yes, you like those. The thin crust ones are outstanding. Yes, so same yes. company. But yeah, the Ramsey family have been very good to us and know them very well. And, and good to good hockey. Job. What a great, great hockey people. family. Great Before it was lots of Mots, it was Kemp's. It was Kemp's. Kemp's and ice it was cream. always Mr. Rammer <laughs> has always Foods. been good. They've yeah. been really good yeah. to the hot game awesome of hockey. People. And we really appreciate their sports. Appreciate you coming into the office today, Jeff, and sharing Thank some stuff about uh, youth hockey. It's been always a blast working with you. Thank you.